Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. On the top of the page, in Sadiq Dalid, six lines from the top. We're just speaking about um, the different types of beings in the the Almadis Kasya and Almadis Galia, the hidden, sublime, hidden worlds, and the revealed lower worlds. So, um, the creations of the of the of the revealed worlds, they they are created from Hashem's supernal speech meaning from the divine energy which is already contracted and diminished and so to say feels separate from its source and Hashem even though obviously, even though obviously nothing is separate from Hashem um, but still the spe- the terror speaks in the way of people and says speech and just like a speech in a person's speech it reveals whatever he's talking about his con- his mind or his feelings to another person so too they give speech from Hashem is the idea of revelation creating beings that feel themselves separate from their source meaning in their in their own sense they sense themselves to be so to be separate even though the truth is that they're not separate and that's referring to all the creations in the in the lower worlds even even including the jewish souls how they have descended into the bot into bodies even though their source is in hashem's thought which is the almadiskasi the hidden higher worlds nevertheless how they've descended into the bodies they've become creations of the of the revealed worlds and that's why they're called Eretz, that's why they're called Earth, because they come from this, the earthy, um, like we said, the difference between the sea and the Earth. They become creations from the Earth now, that are revealed and that, see, that feel themselves separate. And that's why the Jew- people, Jewish people down here have a free choice. If their souls would still feel like they were when they were in their source in the Almadiskasi, in the hidden world, there wouldn't be no free choice anymore. They would only want to do what Hashem wants, like the angels. But a person has the ability to choose to do, to be the best, the most amazing person, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, or to be the worst and to go against Hashem's will, separate himself. However, the creations of the hidden, the hidden worlds are totally nullified to, to godliness, and they don't have any feeling of their own separate identity. And their whole existence is the godly energy which enlivens them every moment. And that's why these are referring to the angels, which are called the fish of the sea. And like it says in the, in the Medrash on the verse... The great serpents, the great sea monsters, and that refers to their major measure says to the angels of Michal and Gavriel. That's where we're starting from the six lines from the top in the middle line. That's why I find that the angels call themselves by the name Havaya because they are totally, their whole existence is godliness, like we're just saying. And they have no separate existence, separate identity from Hashem. Therefore, they can even be called, so to say, by, Hashem, by the name of Hashem. Like Hagar, like the angel which spoke to Hagar, and she called to the name of Avaya, which spoke to me, which is she's referring to the, the angel of Hashem, and she calls him by the name of Avaya. 
That's because the angels totally nullified to godliness. He is not. He doesn't have his own independent existence. His whole existence is the godly energy which is enlivening him. Therefore, he can be called by the name of Hashem because he has no separate existence, separate identity of his own. And so to every angel, when he is in a messenger from above, when he's doing his his job, his message, his purpose, which God sent him to this world to do, his whole existence is only the power of he who, of the one who is sending that angel, meaning the power of Hashem, which is within him. He's totally nullified to his sender. And that's why the name of the angels change according to their according to their job they were sent to do. Like Medrash and says in the Medrash. Uh, the ministering angel of Esav and in Parshas Nasi about the angel of Manoyach that their names were changing depending on the different messages, the jobs that they had to do that Hashem sent them to do their whole existence they took on that that um, their whole existence was taken over, was in, was infused with that job they were doing from Hashem, from that power from Hashem that Hashem gave them, therefore their name Became their whole being, their whole existence expressed by their name became that job. And it's known that the name that a person or any being has is the shows upon the the divine energy which is enlivening that being. The fact that a name can change is because his whole existence, the whole existence of that of that angel is the godly energy and the godly life force which is, which is within that angel. Um, meaning the which is the the um, the commander, so or the the commandment, the job which the angel has to do, that is its whole existence. That is its whole energy, its whole life force at that moment, and therefore its name is in that moment according to whatever its whatever its commandment is, whatever its job is in that uh, in that specific time. Because the name expresses the divine energy. What is the divine energy which is enlivening that being? And the similar concept applies to the very um, lofty souls. Like Maishar Benu said that I will give you uh, rain for your land. Right, so how can Moshe Rabbeinu, obviously he's not the one that's going to give it to Hashem, that's going to give the rain, but because his whole existence, he had no separate identity except for the fact, besides Hashem's identity, his whole being was totally nullified to Hashem, therefore he was able to say, I will give you rain. Really, it was Hashem speaking through him. There's a note on the bottom, that this is how it was written over here. And how, how is it possible to that Moshe could say, Venasati, I will give you rain. And we know that the whole Mishnah Torah, the, the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, was, it says that he said, Moshe said it by himself, not from not from what Hashem was telling him to to write down. Rather, he said it, he said it, uh, he said it from his own will, but he said it with divine inspiration. So it's still so. How could Moshe Rabbeinu say these words? I will give you rain, even though he said it uh, with divine inspiration. But still, he's not the one giving the rain. That's rather the answer is because he was totally nullified. He had no separate identity at all, no feeling of self. 
that he had no separate existence besides the godly energy and the life force which was within him. Therefore, he was able to say, I will give you rain. Meaning it's just Hashem speaking through him, the divine energy speaking within him, through him, because he didn't have any separate being or separate identity, a separate feeling of self. Because Moshe was a soul that descended, that derived from the hidden, sublime, hidden worlds. The, like the angels, that their whole being was given over to Hashem, and therefore they were able to have the name of Hashem called upon them. And therefore, Moshe also was able to say these things in the name of Hashem. Uh, that's why it says by Moshe that he was, I, I drew him from the water, which is referring to the water, like we said before, the sea, the, these, these souls, which are their whole existence is subsumed within their source, absorbed in their source. That's why Moshe says that he was drawn from the sea, from the water, meaning his soul was drawn out from that water. Of the Alma Discassi. And so his his soul came from the Alma Discassia, and that and the difference is that by Moshe, all souls actually come from the Alma Discassia, from the hidden world, from Hashem's thought. But Moshe, his soul stayed the same, even how it came down here into this world. And therefore, even how he was down here, he was totally nullified out of his existence. He had no feeling of his own separate identity. And he was not existence to he didn't have a separate existence to himself at all, and therefore he said, "I will give you rain," because it was really just Hashem speaking through him. And this is what it says: It says about Moshe that Moshe says that I am a heavy, I have a heavy mouth and a heavy tongue. He stuttered. What does that mean in a deeper sense? Because the whole idea of speech is an expression of Amadizgali, of the revealed worlds. Like we said, the revealed worlds are the analogy for that. The analogy for that is speech, the letters of speech, which come separate from the person. And the revealed worlds are also everything, in, every, all the beings in that, in the revealed worlds are created from Hashem's supernal speech, from revelation. So, Moshe couldn't speak that well because the whole idea of speech is an expression of the revealed worlds. And being that Moshe's source was from the hidden, concealed worlds, he was he was heavy of mouth. He was he wasn't able to speak that well. Meaning that he didn't have the ability to come into the state of revelation that well, because his soul was in such a, from such a lofty level, a level which totally transcended the idea of revelation, was totally absorbed and subsumed in its source, in the godly source, therefore he wasn't able to express himself in speech that well. It expressed itself even in the physical sense, he wasn't able to speak that well. And in order that he should be able to speak, to be able to speak, it says in the verse, Hashem said, who, who has placed, who has given a man a mouth? Obviously, if not Hashem. So I can make you speak, Hashem is saying. Hashem is saying, Meaning that the he had to be there had to be a drawing down of a special divine revelation into into Moshe, which even transcended the level of Alma Discassia, the hidden concealed concealed worlds, in order that there should be able to be a revelation in the level of Alma Discalia in the revealed worlds. So because there Hashem was even higher that he transcended both the concealed and the revealed worlds, therefore there's nothing that Hashem cannot do. He can bring both of those worlds together and allow even a soul which comes from the hidden concealed world to be able to take on the aspect, the characteristic of expression and revelation. It's similar to what it says in Tere'er on that very verse, Mislam Pela Adam. 
And like it says in the Medrash on the verse, these are the these are the words which Moshe spoke. How could Moshe speak? We know that he he stuttered. So what does it mean that these are the words that Moshe spoke? Rather, from he was able to speak from Matan Torah. What does that mean from Matan Torah? Because the Torah. It transcends and is from a higher level than both the hidden worlds and the revealed worlds. And therefore, Misham Yochali is from there, from that high sublime level which transcends both of those worlds, and both of those worlds are, are totally equal compared to that level. There can be, from that level, there can be the unification, the joining of both those levels, and that the concealed worlds can come down into the revealed worlds. And this was the whole, the deep meaning, the purpose behind the service of the the Kayanim, the priests, when they were bring the sacrifice on the altar. Was all in order to to be able to draw down the fire from above, the godly fire. Which refers to the revelation from the hidden, sublime, hidden, uh, higher worlds. That was the whole purpose of their service. They would bring the fire from below in order to elicit the <clears throat> drawing down of the supernal fire that would draw down a revelation from the hidden supernal hidden worlds in, within to the revealed worlds. For behold, the service of the of the priests, the Kayanim was in Bechashoy, like the Zayar says, when it was in silent. They didn't, unlike the Levim, the Levites, who their whole purpose, their whole service was with song and even with uh, musical instruments, the Kayanim did everything quietly. They just fulfilled their service and brought the sacrifices and without it making any noise. But Liban also with the inner um, will of the heart. They they served Hashem during bringing all these doing all these services with a deep love and a deep um, desire to connect to Hashem. But it was all quietly. which that refers to that comes from the level of the hidden worlds, like we said before, which is like the idea of thought which is above revelation of speech, which is above the idea of making noise. It comes from a world where it's permeated permeated and infused with bittel. There's no making noise, no revelation. Um, everything is still connected to its source. Uh, in the level of totally self-nullification and self-effacement. That's why their service was without any noise, without any music, just quietly because they came from their, they were working on that high level of trying to bring down the Amadiskasya, trying to draw down that fire from above, which in that level there is no room, so to say, for you to express your own existence with any noise, with any speech. Um, as it's explained in another place, and they were not only was their service in that level of the hidden worlds, and that was their whole that was their whole mode of service. They came, their soul, the souls of the Kanim come from that level. Um, but also they drew down the revelation of that hidden uh, higher world that even within the creations of the of the revealed lower worlds there should be they should experience this um, same level of bittel, the same level of self effacement self nullification that was experienced also in the hidden concealed worlds and this is the whole idea now returning to what we said before that on the previous page we spoke about that the whole idea of the bringing the fire from below, which is the bitl of the animal soul, nullifying the animal soul by contemplating its source and how the source is totally yearning for godliness. 
that this bittel is just a bittel ayesh, an elevation of one's own existence. But the existence is still there, and now you're just sub- subduing yourself to Hashem. And like a servant subduing himself and his will to his master. But the whole purpose of that service of bringing the fire from below was in order to draw down the fire from above, meaning the revelation of the supernal godly light that would produce within a person a bittel b'ntzias, totally losing their their own independent existence like the fire, like the candle within the flame. And similar to this fire from above was this was the prayer of the Shemitah Essay, the standing of the standing uh, prayer of the of the eighteen blessings of the Shemitah Essay. We say Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, drawing down Hashem's uh, from the Hashem from the drawing down from the infinite godly light of the hidden worlds into the Meilim Adolim into the into the lower um, revealed worlds in order to bring about that same level of Bittel which is in the Amadis Gasa, the hidden worlds within the Amadis Galia. And then we went on to explain the difference between these two worlds. And now we're going back, returning to this idea of the prayer of the Shemina Esri. So, this is the whole purpose of the inner purpose, the inner intent of the blessings during the Shemina Esri, which is said blessings is the idea of drawing down from, from world to world, from the hidden world to the to the revealed world. Like we said, said before, blessed are you Hashem from the world to the world, meaning from the hidden world to the low, to the revealed world. The whole purpose of this, saying these blessings of the Shemitah Essay was in order to bring about a revelation of the Amadis Gassi, of the hidden, concealed worlds, which experience a intense bittel where they don't even have an existence anymore, they don't feel their own existence. And the whole purpose of making the blessings is you're trying to draw down that reality, that level of bittel, even into the creations of the revealed world, that even us down here, we should be able to experience that same level of bittel, self-effacement, that the angels experience in the hidden, concealed worlds. And the source of that of that flow of energy, of that drawing down, is from above, even from uh, higher than the Amadis Kassim, in the hidden, concealed worlds. Meaning, like we said before, like we said before, that Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to speak because his soul came from the Amadis Gas in the hidden worlds, and therefore he was above revelation. In order that he should be able to bring down, he should be able to speak, so to say, and reach down to the level of revelation, was only that because he got, he was infused with a level which transcended both of those worlds together and was able to unify them together. So too, how do we able to, how are we able to bring down from the concealed world when we say the blessings of the Shemitah Esrei into the revealed world by reaching? A level which transcends both of those worlds together, like in the splitting of the sea, that when the splitting of the sea happened, it was the the, the physical experience was that the Hashem transformed the sea to the dry land, which in we know that everything in this physical realm, everything happens in the physical world is just because it's reflecting the spiritual reality. So that was because there was a Galia. There was a unification between the concealed world and the revealed world. The concealed world being the sea and the revealed world being the dry land. And Hashem transformed that even within the dry land, within the revealed world, there should be the, the, he transformed that the sea, within the sea there should be the dry land. Meaning that the same experience which was experienced in the concealed hidden world should be in the dry land and the revealed worlds. And... The only way that that experience took place of the splitting of the sea, that the um, sea became the dry land is because like it says in the verse that Hashem caused the sea to split because of a Ruach Kodim an eastern wind which the eastern wind Kodim also can be interpreted to mean the primordial one of the world meaning referring to Hashem's essence 
being that there was a drawing down, a revelation of Hashem's essence, which transcends both the concealed world and the hidden wo- concealed world and the revealed world, therefore was able to bring about that transformation, that the concealed world would be revealed in the revealed world, even though they are totally opposite in their natures. But when when that re- ex- when they experience the revelation of Kadmei Lelam of Hashem's essence, which transcends both of those worlds together, was able to unify them together. In order to bring about the unity of those two worlds. And similarly is with the priests, and they bring the sacrifices as it's known that the priest is a Isha Chesed, is called the man of kindness. His whole mode was the idea of kindness, whereas a Levi's whole mode was the idea of Gvura, of eight of fire, flaming fire going above. That's what they were singing and with a yearning. Like a singing is an expression of that yearning to connect to Hashem. As the Kayim was quiet, reflecting the experience of the idea of water, which just flows quietly. So the Kayim was Isha Chesed, the East Chesed, the East Chesed. And there's two types, there's two levels of Chesed. There's a lower level of Chesed of kindness and a higher level of kindness. The Shorshim Chesed Rav Chesed, which means that the source of the Kayanim, they came from the highest level of Chesed. Rav Chesed, the abundant Chesed. The Arachampi, the level of Chesed which totally transcends, say the Rishtalshalos, transcends the limited creation. And that is the chesed, how it is in Arichampin, in the external level of keser, which is the chesed, how it exists within Hashem's will. That's why the Kayanim had the ability to draw down a revelation from the concealed world to the revealed world, because their source transcended both of those worlds together. Because even the concealed world is not something, it's still a world. It's it's an alma, it's a world. Just that it's concealed because it's referring to the higher worlds like Atzilus, which are concealed from the lower worlds of Briatia But the Khyanim came from a level which transcended totally Ishtalshlus from the Arichampin Chesed of Keser, which transcends all of Ishtalshlus and therefore was able to unify both those worlds and to draw down from the concealed world, from the Eshalamayla, the supernal godly fire, into the Eshalamata, into the fire down here. And that is also what we accomplished during the Shemitah Esrei by reaching Hashem's essence. Like when during the Shemitah Esrei we were standing directly before Hashem. And that's why we're able to draw down in that moment um, from the concealed world of Baruch HaTah Hashem, from the concealed world to the revealed world. That was the service of the, of the priests of the Kianim and the, in the aspect of a drawing down of godliness from above to below, drawing down from the concealed world to the revealed world. To that, the revealed world should also be able to experience that same level of bitl the nullification out of their own existence, not feeling their own identity anymore, unlike the the regular experience which we can have, which the bitl yesh, which we still have, feel our own existence, but we submit we submit ourselves to Hashem. Amnam. However, now beginning the next page, the service of the Levites, was in a whole different mode. It was an ascent from below to above, like we said before, that oh, that was the whole idea that was expressed by their, the fact that they sang. The whole idea of singing is a ascent from below to above. A person is singing, he is uplifted to another world. When he's singing different, whatever his songs are, a song of simcha or a song of joy or a song of more a bitter bitterness, a deep contemplative song. It's all uplifting the person to another world. And it's also expressing his yearning to ascend to that world. So the Kranim's whole purpose was the idea of drawing down from above to below. But the Levites was to ascend from below to above. To Inyan and Shir Vinigun, the whole idea of a song and a Vinigun who is the idea of ascent from below to above, ascending a person going up and transcending, the idea of transcendence. So like we see Clearly, that through a person singing a deep contemplative nigan, a song, nasa he spoils a nefesh, 
it become it brings about a excitement of the soul meaning the soul now is so excited and wants to ascend and wants to get higher and wants to reach a real transcendence and a connection to that which is above its natural reality of being trapped in the, in the physical body physicality in general to kill kavana should believe that in general the voice it says in the Gemara that voice arouses elicits a deep intention a deep feeling in the heart when a person contemplates a certain type of deep um, contemplation about the greatness of Hashem but without singing even though this in just the contemplation within his person's mind does affect a person's soul it, might, it makes a person want to connect to that what the greatness of Hashem that she's thinking about but the effect is not that recognizable when it's without song only when, rather when only when a, within that during that time of contemplation of the greatness of Hashem when he's at the same at that moment he's also singing a deep contemplative song like a nigun like we uh, a nigunim from the chassidim a deep nigun which is you know which was authored by somebody who really Experience the connection to Hashem, and not just any type of song, but a real deep nigun, which expresses connection to Hashem. And that is when it's brought about an excitement of the soul a lot, a lot more than just through the actual contemplation without the song. So we see that whole that song really brings about an excitement of the soul, even more so than just the contemplation of the greatness of Hashem, and produces within a person that he should want to totally get out of his own reality and reach a state of transcendence and connection to something above his natural physical reality. So that is the idea of the mode of the Levites, whereas the Kayanim were the idea of uh, just a draw, drawing down, a chesed, which is the idea of drawing down of godliness from above to below. We'll stop there at the top of page Sadi K95, about five lines from the top. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chesedis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teirer almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimurim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha and on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.